Hello and welcome to another episode of Alcoholics. I am your host Katrina Myricks, joined by my co-host Terrain Myricks. Terrain, how are you doing? Real good. How are you? I'm okay. Good. Uh, this is going to be our third debate episode. Woo! And unfortunately, because I'm a big dumb dumb, <laughs> uh, our debate correspondent Jess Britton is unable to join us. So it's just going to be you and me tonight. Yeah. I, I will miss her analysis. She's very funny, and um, she's also very knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, so Instead, I, you're stuck with me. Yeah. Who's who is, not funny who's, and sad. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I would <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I was going to say, you are definitively not funny and <laughs> real sad about this. Yeah. No, it's going to be different. <laughs> no, the, the thing is, the thing is, I think I think her and I can straight up bullshit about stuff for a while. That's true. So this will be a shorter debate. This will be episode. a shorter debate episode. I think I think that's the takeaway. The takeaway is you probably don't have to sit here for two and a half hours. Um, Definitely not. <laughs> it's gonna be about I want to say fifty to an hour and ten. Yeah, somewhere between those two. Sounds like a good time frame. That's what we're looking at. But that said. I'm, it's super fun when, when Jess is here. So I yeah. will miss Jess. Jess, if yeah. you're listening, we miss you. Um, so do you want me to, do you want me to uh, get us started at where we're, where we're at? Yeah. And, okay. and I think we need to play our game where we name oh, everybody. Fuck. God, oh, fuck. Oh, it'll be easy. I didn't start. know she was. Oh, man. I didn't know we were going to play even though she was gone. Oh, all it's right. easy. It's easy. All right. All right. Do let's... you want to start there or do you want to lead up to it? No, let's, let's, let's start at the game of who was participating in the bit. Now, this is going to be a little bit easier because there's only one only night. Only one night. One night. Ten, ten people. people. So, it wasn't as, it wasn't as, it's not as hard of a game. I think we could pretty much crack oh, this out pretty kill quickly. This. So, I'm just going to write them down as we do it. You want to go first or second? I'll go first. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Julian Castro. All right. Um, I'm going to go next with Andrew Yang. Amy Klobuchar. All right. Amy Klobuchar. I have Elizabeth Warren. Cory Booker. Cory Booker. I have Kamala Harris. Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg. I have uh, Joe Biden. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have the last one, and of course I have the last one, who it is, Beto O'Rourke. Yeah. All right, look See, at that. that was easy. That was super, I, I'm not going to lie, I was very, I was literally in my head like, we're going to have to fucking cut this, because I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to allow myself to look like that much of a fool. I know I've been drinking, but I'm not going to allow myself to be See, that I much. Actually, I actually have like the stage down pretty much. Yeah. Honestly. Oh yes, where they are, where, yeah. they're, where they're on the stage. Yeah. I have that as well for the mm-hmm. most part. I know you picked you picked Castro who was on one of the outsides. Yep. Castro and Klobuchar yep. where the bookends, uh, and then it was Beto. You'd think that Yang would be would be not as centered as he was. Yes. But he, was, he is. It was and, Beto and then Booker and then Yang and. Oh. Buttigieg, yeah. Yang and Buttigieg, Sanders and Harris, Biden, and Warren. Yeah. Mm. I'm I'm pretty sure I got that down. Yeah, I mean, someone check that. I'm not gonna. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's start here. This was an ABC-moderated debate. 
Yeah. We had uh, also partnered with Univision. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had the likes of um, uh, George Stephanopoulos, Sorry Ramos, uh, some people who were uh, so we had we had we had the ABC <laughs> two other people whose names I don't know. <laughs> other people I don't really know what I'm talking about. We had the ABC crew. Yeah. Um, let's start here. What did you think about the debate moderation um, for this debate yes. compared to the other previous debates we've had? All right. Well, the CNN debate was uh, awful. Uh huh. Absolute garbage in terms of moderation. And could Hated you re- could you remind us why? Because uh, it's easy to say we hate the debate. Why why was it bad? The questions were almost exclusively Republican talking points in the mm-hmm. CNN debate. And um, were designed to make the candidates just, like, all-out brawl. Rather um, than debate policy. Exactly. Because and, a fight's fine as long as there's, it's about policy. Right. And the, the time frame that they had to answer the questions was <laughs> yeah. way too... Like, 15 seconds for a response? That's not a response. Mm-hmm. It's like a... You can say a phrase and that's it. So, that wasn't great. The NBC debate... Not as bad. There were some technical issues, and some of the stuff was questionable, but by far, I think this ABC debate was the best moderated. Mm. Um, I think the questions were good. We did get questions that um, were kind of Republican talking points, but they weren't put in the same way. They were more framed, I think, to give them an opportunity to respond to what the right says, as opposed to picking fights. Yeah. Um, and they gave them plenty of time to answer, and they weren't very strict about time, which I like in a debate, because <laughs> I don't like when they're cut off in the middle of a sentence. And I think every time Joe Biden gets told thank you and he stops... Uh, it's always really weird <laughs> the way he ends. Like it's like a weird. There's not a good. It's not a good stopping point. Right. Like, like he'll there, he'll get told thank you and he'll be, be like, more, okay, I'm done. There needs to be more there, or he just shouldn't have gone that far yeah. at, the, at that. Just point. finish your thought, man. Yeah. That's what everybody else does. But he said that last time. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. he got real upset. He got really. <laughs> upset. We're gonna we're gonna get to that right. specific. We're gonna get that specific. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I, I I liked it. What about you? I thought that the debate moderation was the best that we've seen so far. I thought that the, the debate questions were were very uh, for the for the most part were very good at getting actual policy answers versus getting you know like food fight um, uh, middle school ban like middle school fighting answers. Yeah. Um, I think that. The question about resilience at the end was wonderful. Oh yeah, I loved that. That was a wonderful way. Like instead of instead of everyone getting a, a closing statement, you guys have a question. I'm sure they were given this question before they did it. It doesn't seem like it based on what Joe Biden. It did, did not seem like it based on Biden's reaction to the question and his answer to the question. I to me, I'm like I'm like you have such an such an amazing story to tell. You have such a you your story of resilience can be fucking huge. Yeah, and. I, I, I think he missed that layup. He did. I think he missed he that layup. But let me, let me, let, well, I know we're going to both criticize Joe Biden later in the show. Everyone knows where we are on Joe Biden. Let's mm-hmm. not do that right now. Um, I'm just on, on moderation wise, I think it was, I think it was well done. I think that the questions were framed in ways that um, offered a good policy debate. Yeah. Um, though I hate 
the, and we'll get to this later again, though I hate all of the healthcare questions we're getting now because I'm, I'm straight up done with, I get, I think I know where everybody is on healthcare for the most part. And even if I don't, I'm honestly kind of done with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I think that, I think they were, I think they were good frame questions, not like in a right wing kind of style, but just in a general, like, I do think that these moderators were asking questions that general election uh, uh, undecided voters possibly would ask. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think it's important to know what the what you like why Medicare for all is better than a public option or why you support this plan versus this plan. I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. I think that in this debate I was more clear on much of the answers when the other debates seemed to just kind of instigate random fights yeah. between very small points of people's plans. Yes. I, I think you raised a really good point that um, in the first debate, they didn't have the opportunity for, I believe, opening statements or closing statements, which... Did they not? I don't... They definitely didn't have opening statements. Are I might sh- be wrong about closing statements, but they definitely did not have opening statements in the first debate. Um, in the second debate, they got both of them. I really liked... The closing question instead of a closing statement. I like the, uh, yes. Because you don't just get their canned 60-second speech that they have memorized. Um, I, I, almost all of the answers I thought were really illuminating and, and left me with a positive impression. I really liked that. I hope some of the other debates do something like that. Um, and well, the next one's CNN and Time, New York Times, so. Oh my God. Don't even, don't even talk to me about that. <laughs> Um, Maybe they'll let Brett Stevens ask a fucking question. Uh, so, did you come out of this debate with a, uh, I want to say, I guess, a, a, a more upbeat, a more upbeat um, uh, position than you did previous debates? Like, were you were you more optimistic after this debate than other debates? I don't know if I would say that. Okay. I think... The tone was better, and I felt better about that. I don't know. If <laughs> do you I... think? Do you think part of it was it was only one night? Thank yes. God it was only one night. Yes, and there weren't. <laughs> I I mean, there are people on the stage who have no chance of being president, but I feel like everybody up there. I feel like everybody up there. <laughs> it was a serious candidate. Okay. So so there's. Leon Castro. Yeah, I, I I think that made me feel better too. Like we're not, you know, wasting time on these people. I feel like Yang is probably the most unserious, but I think honestly his perspective is is kind of interesting, yeah. and and I don't think it's unnecessary. So, mm-hmm. um, so so I do think it felt less. Um, wasteful than other debates have felt um i, I did want to mention because we we talked about like the way the questions were framed um some people were like criticizing jorge ramos's questioning um and i think they kind of missed the point of it when when jorge ramos asked uh bernie sanders oh 
when some people hear that you're a socialist, they think of the situation in Venezuela right. and the dictators right. there. Why is like how is your form of socialism different than that? And I think I, you know I can understand why liberals are like blowing their heads right at wing, that like right wing right like wing. that's so crazy. But um, middle America, uh, uninformed voters, and that sort of they don't understand the difference between that sort of thing. So between I think democratic socialism and yeah, and, and I think and the, see, I, and I, I do apologize to cut you off, but I, I think that's I think it's very important for that question to be levied because it's it's important for that question to be levied right here in this specific debate in a democratic debate where you're not going to get a lot of pushback from people who are going to distort the message. Now, we did have, which I thought was straight up bananas, Joe Biden attack him, saying, for a socialist, you have a lot of blah, 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 blah. I think it was a lot of faith, a lot more faith in corporate America than I do. But it, it, this, is a, this is a better place to, to uh, describe democratic socialism as a as a form of government as a philosophy that is not the same as yeah. as uh, just plain socialism the boogeyman that we're all afraid of right because you have people saying yeah we're not talking about Venezuela we're not talking about Cuba we're talking about um, you know Scandinavian countries countries that exist right now and prosper today with that style of government mm-hmm. with that style of 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 uh, an economic of, of, of sorry economics right. like this was the place for that to happen i'm baffled that liberals are upset that that's a question that was asked that's going to be a question that's going to be asked in a, in a general but with much more sinister tones right and that's what i was saying um, i'm sorry i'm so sorry yeah i think uh i honestly don't think he handled it as well as he should have because I think he also internally scoffed at the question, but it was a real opportunity to really explain the difference, you know? Um, I think that was a good one. Um, another example of that, same same moderator, Jorge Ramos, asked uh, Cory Booker, oh, you're a vegan, do you think this is uh, the way to solve climate change? I thought that was a joke. <laughs> well, Cory Booker turned it into a joke a little bit, but yeah. um, that's another... That is the type of thing that uninformed voters can tend to think. And it's a great... And I think Cory Booker did a pretty good job of saying, no, no, no. This isn't about individuals. This is about about corporations. Yes, exactly. Corporations who pollute and um, send out CO2 emissions. This is something that they need to deal with. The average American, this isn't going to be solved necessarily with them. It needs to be solved at a higher tier. Yeah, and and Corey said, you know, that's an individual choice. Policy isn't about, you know, restricting individual choices, forcing everyone to become a vegan. It's about, you know, changing regulations and and laws so that corporations aren't destroying our planet. Yeah, I think I think we had I think we had I think we had very good moderators. I I definitely think that I think that. We have like this 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 position that if we don't get a question asked to us in the same way that we want it asked to us, it's not a good question. I disagree. Mm-hmm. I think it's very good to have the socialism question come up right now, and <laughs> for, for better or for worse, the vegan question or whatever, mm-hmm. because it it gives them a platform, it gives them a space, and it gives them the opportunity to say, "Listen, 
here's how it should actually be framed. Mm-hmm. Let's start framing it that way. Let's put it in that context. Let's put it in that perspective and have an actual fucking discussion yeah. about which, it. Which I think you could say the same about the question asked to Elizabeth Warren about tax increases yes. for Medicare for All. And yes. I think she absolutely whiffed that. She whiffed it. And she if whiffed she's, it in every, every single one. And if, this, if she does this in the general, it's going to blow up in her face. It really like if if she is our candidate and is up against Trump and that question is asked, he's gonna destroy her for it. Someone so. will point out. Someone will tell him to point out because he's unfortunately unfor- he's not smart to figure out this himself. But someone in his campaign probably will that she's not answering the question and she needs to fr- like she she could she could easily answer this question you gave the frame of the question i will allow you as the person who came up with this um cuz i did not mm-hmm. you have the best answer for this question that she has yet to give please what is the specific answer when she's asked let me just uh, senator elizabeth warren <laughs> senator elizabeth warren your medicare for all plan is it uh, going to raise taxes on the middle class? Let me put this into perspective for you. And uh, let me put a disclaimer here. I don't know the actual numbers, but this is, you know. We're giving some to rough estimates on the show, right, y'all. Right. All right. So let me put this in perspective for you. A middle class American uh, takes home $1,500 on a biweekly paycheck. 10% of his check goes to his health care premium each month. Um, so $150 a month is towards your health care premium. 20% of his check goes towards federal income taxes. So $300 a month uh, towards your federal income taxes. Under my plan, his federal income tax will increase 5% and his health care costs will be eliminated from his paycheck. I'm sorry, Senator Warren, you've gone past your time. I have not gone past my time. <laughs> so... Under the way things were previously done, he loses $450 from his paycheck each week. Under my Medicare for All plan, he's going to only lose $375 from his paycheck, saving him $75 per paycheck. Yes, his federal tax uh, liability is going up, but we're eliminating that um, health care premium from his paycheck. So overall, he is saving money. And that is not even counting the lack of copay, deductibles, um, or other associated healthcare costs. That's it. That's, Boom. A, that's an incredible. That's Boom. an incredibly good answer. I would also wait. I would also wager that if someone is giving that answer on the stage, they would not say they're losing money. I think they would not use that terminology. However, overall, that is a better answer like, than just than not high. answering the question and kicking it down the road until someone specifically. Pull, pushes you on it, yeah. Because you and you had and you had a Joe Biden that's on that stage. That honestly, tr- I think he tried but didn't. He tried but failed to actually press her on that question. Um, he was talking about overall cost. He didn't even decide to stop and talk about the specific, um, you know, what the specific tax increase would be for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. He just went kind of over that, uh, which. If this is a thing he actually believes, like, I think that my public option plan, uh, expanding on Obamacare, is better than the Medicare for All plan, he could have hit her pretty hard. 
he's the that campaign does not know shit to no. shit to to be able to deal with that. Yeah. And again, I I I'm gonna go out on the limb and say I am a proponent of healthcare for all, um, uh, Medicare for all, or I'd rather change the terminology because we've talked about it. Medicare for all actually isn't the best terminology to use, but yeah. that's Medicare is popular. Everyone's using Medicare for all. It's whatever, but. You have an easy punch at this if you mm-hmm. do the research and actually take the punch. And they're not, like, the, the people who are against it, Bennett, uh, Delaney, Biden, they're not doing it. No. It's interesting to see. Obviously not this one because the other two weren't there. Woof. But, um, but the, the head honcho was there and still didn't take that shot. I mean, I... None of Biden's plans are very uh, progressive or exciting, That's or <laughs> so it's it's hard for him to be punching. Um, it's yeah, but anyway, why don't we uh, why don't we talk about what we're talking All about? Right, let's move on to some big moments that we saw in the debates themselves. Let's start with you. What was your what was a huge moment that you saw from this specific debate? A big moment. Mm. Uh, I think Beto O'Rourke had a big moment when he called for uh, forced uh, mandatory mandatory gun buybacks. Yeah. yeah, that was definitely a big moment. Um, I don't know if it was a good moment. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> In my liberal dreams, yeah, that's cool. I don't think it's something that we could ever really implement in this country, and it obviously made some people upset. Um, but I think Beto's in a safe spot uh, where some he... people enough to want to kill him. <laughs> yes, over it. GOP congressman. Go ahead. Surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> but I think Beto's in a position where he realizes he's not going to be the president, so he can make. Um, pronouncements like this that no one on the stage supported (laughs) yeah can i okay so this is my this is i think this is also the big moment for me um and this is coming from someone who constantly oh my gee hang on a second uh hey charlotte could you uh chill the fuck out we're having a podcast over here babe yeah no i know i know we're doing a podcast and i know you know that so if you could just chill out that'd be great Anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Beto O'Rourke, I, I, I constantly see as a person who is there because he had a run against Ted Cruz and didn't win that run, and it's in Texas, so that's why it's important. Um, but I think this is something that needed to be said. I think this is a fight that needed to be had, and I think that... He is a person that is willing to step out and have this fight. I think it's very telling that a lot of the debaters on that stage praised Beto O'Rourke mm-hmm. on that stage for the way he handled the shooting that happened in his hometown. Like, where he was the... Like, like they... They made sure to, because he was he was very fervent about this. Mm-hmm. He's been very serious, and he's become more he's become more serious uh, in this specific topic. Sorry, we had to take a quick break because uh, 
our cat decided to jump into our cabinet with all our glasses in there. <laughs> so we had to stop her from, I don't know, destroying the whole thing. She really doesn't like it when we record podcasts. She really fucking hates when we record podcasts. She's either going to break all the glasses or jump on my shoulder. I don't <laughs> like either of the options, but I'd rather the shoulder option. Anyway, back to Beto O'Rourke. Um, so this was a... this was a So after the shooting that happened, um, Beto had turned much of his ire, much of his campaign, much of the anger and the, and the passion... Towards the president. Mm-hmm. Um, he has gone after the president on many occasions. And this is one where he's essentially saying, like, this is what we need to do about this. And it needs to get done. And I know we don't like the idea that this is what has to happen, but this is what has to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you saw, I'm not sure if you've seen specifically, but there was a, um, a uh, CNN interview with Pete Buttigieg, uh, who said that this um, specific answer was playing into the hands of Republicans. The um, the mandatory buybacks? The mandatory buybacks. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think about that, about that specific analysis of it? Well, uh, I can see that perspective for sure because the rhetoric from the right and from the NRA specifically for the last like 10 years has been that the government is going to come and take your guns. But are and they, that is a that's a rallying cry for They're going to have that rallying cry regardless. Well, he said he was going to do it. So okay. that's that gives them a lot of credence. So I, I understand that perspective. Gun sales went up after Obama was yeah. elected. Gun sales go up after any Democrats elected because the NRA tells and, them. Gun sales go up after mass shootings. Yes, they do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So why is this different? Is it, is it now not, isn't it now the time to say, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. If we get in power, we are going to do this because people keep fucking doing this. I just don't know if it's realistic. Um, but do we want... Oh, come on. Do, do we want a candidate that's just saying realistic things? See, that's or, kind of the problem I have with these debates. Um, I don't know. Uh, Amy Klobuchar goes up there and says, I'm not going to make you any false promises, but she's also not making like any. Uh, right. So so it's a, it's a hard thing to balance. Um, you know, they ask, they always ask the question to the candidates, how are you going to get this done with the Senate the way it is? And when some of them have actual answers of like, we're going to get rid of the filibuster and we're going to win the Senate and stuff like that, that's good. But some of them don't. Some of them don't want to get rid of the filibuster, don't have a plan to win the Senate, but still say they're going to get all this stuff oh, well, done. And it's it's like, you're I, not, though. You're I want to just real quick, two things. One, I don't think anyone actually has a plan to win the Senate. Um, if anyone did, it would be Warren, but she would actually release that. No one has a plan to to win the Senate. No, they they've just talked say, about they it. Just, they say they're going to win the Senate. They don't give how they're going to win the Senate. They say, well, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to win the Senate. It's like, fucking great. How are you going to win the Senate? But yeah. let's be honest. For example, Bernie Sanders went up and said that he plans on pa- he plans on passing a lot of his policies. He doesn't plan on doing them via executive action. He plans on passing these policies through Congress and signing them as president. Mm-hmm. And when asked if he is going to be the per- if he is going to um, if he wants to eliminate the filibuster, he said no. Yeah. He's not that's not how you get things exactly. done. Exactly. That's and I think that's bad. <laughs> that's yeah. bad. Yeah. 
So, I don't. It's, it's tough to balance because in 2016, we had a very pragmatic candidate who offered pragmatic solutions and they weren't very progressive because... Well, pragmatically, they weren't going to happen. Come on, they weren't very progressive? She was still a progressive candidate. Her policies that she suggested during the campaign were not nearly as progressive as the policies we're hearing today. So I agree. That's, I think, just true. Um, But... (laughs) But Hang on, I'm just going to just check my texts. Uh, tomorrow or whenever my friends see this. Oh, Terrain, Katrina just served you on that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's hard to balance because the Republicans, when they run, they come out and just say whatever bullshit that they're not actually going to do, like Trump's wall that he's never going to fucking build. Um, it's being built, though. <laughs> Because he's stealing money from middle schools. Right. And but it was, army, basically. Not just middle schools. He's literally stealing money from, like, uh, schools that were meant to be funded for kids. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Real awful. Cool. But anyway, it's like, I don't know. Also, the, he is for the military. He loves military. Part of me is, like, I'm sick of being the party that's always responsible and, like, not uh, aiming for these crazy goals that are impossible but part of me is like why do we always have to be the ones that are compromising like i i it's it's really tough balance for me and i don't know exactly what i want from it but (laughs) i don't know i don't know dude i don't want to be the pie in the sky uh, promising things that are impossible party and i don't want my candidate to be that but i i mean elizabeth warren has detailed plans. She explains how they're going to be paid for with like really progressive ideals. And that's nice. It's, it's nice to see that somebody's thinking about the realistic things while still having progressive ideals. So I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm leaning towards her right now. Oh, Oh, <laughs> oh hang on. So we got a, we got a, <laughs> we got a alcoholics update. You are now moving from the Booker camp okay. into, hang on, let me just, hang on, because I'm just going to be repeating you what you said. You're moving from the Booker camp into the Warren camp. Is that right? She's my realistic candidate right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's still my my heart candidate. He's, <laughs> He's in my heart. He's in your heart? Yeah. He's, okay. All right. All right. So right now. My dream ticket is Warren. Well, let's wait, 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 wait. Let's, hang on, wait, wait. We'll actually go ahead and I give it. too late. My dream ticket is Warren Booker. Warren Booker. Yeah. Warren Booker. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm not mad at it. That's a cool... I love it. That's a fucking cool ticket. It won't happen, though. No, that won't happen. No way, because first of all, I don't think there'll be two senators. Um, Who do you... Wait. I I, I just don't think there'll be two, because we don't want to take two Democratic senators out of the Senate. Phil Murphy... Okay, here's the problem. Massachusetts governor is is, is a is Charlie Baker. Yeah. He's a Republican. Yeah. But but Phil Murphy is a is a Democrat. So you don't have to worry about Phil Murphy so much. It's it's uh, I mean if you did for example one of my dream tickets Warren Harris, uh, not still we still have that one problem. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So yeah. well, if Warren wins the nomination, it's going to happen either way. That way. I don't know. We'll see. But I like Warren Booker a lot. Okay. All right. That's interesting. I like it too. It's it's a it's it's a cool ticket. Yeah. I like 
I like the idea that Warren is the person who's like, I am pragmatic. I have plans. I know how we can solve all the things that we do. And Corey's just like, we need to love each other, man. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we all just love each other? Why not? Like, everybody, including immigrants. And, like, it'd be great. Including people who are locked up for stupid shit that they shouldn't be locked up for. Let's love each other. I like that. That's a great ticket. Yeah. I think that's a great ticket. I would be very happy to vote for that ticket. I would be very happy to vote for that ticket, too. Um, <laughs> what? Not gonna happen. Uh, if only, if only, if only. Okay, another big moment that we had that I want to Yeah, I wanna what's bring your big up. moment? I want to bring up the big moment of Julian Castro yeah. taking his shot. Yeah. Julian Castro... I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Ready? He's like, I'm not gonna throw away my shot. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my shot right now. And oh my god, if anyone is in the room, I made a Hamilton reference, and you should just see how fucking angry she looks at me. It's amazing. So, Cleon Castro is like, this is this is because he was the tenth on the stage. I, I'm gonna, I want to set the stage for this pretty much. He was the tenth on the stage. He was someone who almost didn't get there. He's going to be there in October only because they didn't change any rules about how you get there. So we autom- he's qualified now because he qualified then. Uh, he, he is fighting for his campaign life. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that the best way to do that is to take as many shots as he can at Joe Biden. Now, why that is his specific uh, target... I'm not sure. I'm not sure what polling shows that, like, if they weren't for Biden, they would be for Castro. However... I don't think that's what it is, though. What do you think it is? I think from uh, the left part of the Democratic Party, the left or left, leftist most, <laughs> the most left part of the Democratic Party, <laughs> um, a lot of us, you and I included, are... Uh, really dissatisfied with the idea of Biden being our candidate. I love it. And I, I love the idea of Biden being our candidate. Personally. He's the best. He's so good. I'm kidding. Personally, I love it when people attack Biden. I know that. That's so, very true. So I think Castro might have been like, hey, all you people that don't like Biden, look at me. <laughs> like that, I think he that's, that. I think the more uh, logical strategy than trying to peel off Biden voters. Okay, that's, I, okay, I mean, that's fair, that's fair, and he definitely did, um, he did this in a previous debate, he tried it hard here in this debate, um, where he attacked Joe Biden for, uh, basking in the successes of an Obama presidency, and, uh, just shying away from the, shying away from the, the failures of it all. Well, I wouldn't say that was his big attack. That wasn't the biggest, but that was that was part of the attack. That was a big part of the attack. I, I would say, though, the biggest part of the attack was... The, Saying that he forgot what he said two minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, that's yes. what got people upset. That's what got people upset in the room. Um, and, and not and, just in the room. Right, right, right. I, I wanted to say in the room because you heard a... You heard an ooh in the room. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you probably thought... Oh, they were just given. They were given the praise to to Castro because he just served Biden, no. and that's not what happened. No, and then that's when the, it started the whole fight 
between everybody. Like, we shouldn't be fighting. Let's stop fighting. Everybody but don't ba- fight with Pete Buttigieg saying, this is why people hate watching the debates. This is just a big fight. And um, Castro responding to him correctly, by the way, which is, this is a correct response, I think. Uh, this is what a fucking primary debate is. We are going to argue about things. We are going to have, um, we're going to have, this is a debate. We're going to debate about stuff. Um, I thought that was important, but how did you think, uh, that the, the attacks, cause this wasn't the only attack. Um, how did you think the attacks from Castro to Biden went for I Castro? I don't think they went well. No. I mean, we've had the, um, advantage of after seeing seeing the response afterwards from yeah. everybody and it has not been positive. Yeah. Many people called him disrespectful. Many um, people said he was wrong. And wrong. He's I wrong. I don't think he was wrong. I think he was right and I think Biden misspoke. Um cuz Biden did say you would buy in if you lose your auto- job. Uh, yeah. Automatically buy like it just it, like it was just another it was, was another bad. it was another uh, just kind of like weird uh, uh, healthcare minutiae kind exactly. of thing. Where exactly. you're like, oh, it was this and not this. But it still means virtually the same fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, and that's part of the problem with this healthcare debate. We'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get so, to that. So. But I, I don't think it... Obviously, um, the candidates on the stage had a negative reaction to it, which I think fueled the negative reaction. You saw Sanders public. whisper in Bernie's ear. I wonder what that was. Sorry, sorry. You saw Sanders whisper in Biden's ear. I wonder what that was. But um, I think it, yeah. I, it was it was in the moment where you know things were getting heated, and I don't know if he, he maybe just calmed and, down or. And part of let's me wildly speculate what he said. Don't get <laughs> You did say that actually. You did say that. Oh. <laughs> I I just I calm don't down. Know. He'll forget. It's fine. You'll forget. We're all old. I don't know whose side I'm on, really. I mean, I, I'm i not on Biden's side. But, like, I do get really, 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 really tired of the stupid fighting, especially about something so small um, as the tiny differences between the healthcare policies. Um, I wish we could just see... Uh, I don't even know what I want to see in a debate, honestly. I just don't like what I see most of the time. <laughs> and I think I think a lot of America feels this way. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what the right response is. Obviously, you don't want nobody pushing back. But I wish it was pushing back on things that were more important, I guess. Like if when we have someone like Biden saying that uh, marijuana offenses should still be a crime. That was an opportunity, I think, for everybody to push back that would have been welcome. But that's not something they push back on. They push back on whether he said you needed to buy in or not. And that was just... Ugh. And, uh, and honestly, because I don't actually remember that specific part, but if that's if he did say that, it's, it, and, and well, anyone could have pushed back on Absolutely. that with, with, with fervor and Absolutely. been accepted very, very handsomely. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's it's crazy that that didn't. So what what did you think? Low moment. No no no. What did you think about what Castro did? Did you think it was good? Do you think it was bad? What in the think? moment, I in the moment. Here's the here's the thing. I've seen Castro in a lot of these in the, in the, in a bunch of these debates, and I very much like the idea that 
uh, Julian Castro will fight for that stage. Mm-hmm. I like that Julian Castro will go out. He atta- he went out and fought Beto O'Rourke on um, a section in an immigration law that allows Trump to keep children in cages. Uh, he he was very fervent about that. He went out and he fought. And I, 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 that to me is like someone that yeah. That I that's I liked that too because it was an important issue. It's an incredibly important yeah. issue, and in this one, I I liked it in the moment. I loved it in the moment because I really like when people <laughs> go at Biden. It's fun. Um, so I was like, yeah, that's great. And I think that healthcare is an important issue. So I was like, yeah, the thing is, I'm a little bit. I don't want to say numb to it, but I've seen it in a bunch of these, which again we'll get to in a second. But I've seen it in a bunch of these, so I wasn't necessarily as on board with that one. And then when I saw the the responses to it, it just didn't work out for him. And and apparently he was wrong. Uh, when I when I again and again this is a matter of perspective issue, but I looked and it looked like he was just wrong with the attack. He was just wrong with the attack. So I I don't know. This was I wouldn't a, say he was wrong. Uh, okay, but because Biden. Spoke incorrectly. It's about the wording, and I don't know if I I I want to look. I got to look back again. I didn't actually write down stuff, which would have been smart. (laughs) We're just a kind of do it yourself drunk podcast, so I don't give a shit. Um, But I think I think Julian Castro was actually just wrong about what he said. He just he took a shot, and he was not correct in the shot. Biden did say, "If you lose your job." you would automatically buy into the program. So he did say there was a buy-in, but he, Biden himself was misspeaking about his own program. (laughs) So. (laughs) Well, oh yeah, then then what are you going to do? Yeah, (laughs) like like Castro was saying his program, you're automatically enrolled, but Biden's, you have a buy-in, because Biden just said there was a buy-in. Biden, you have a buy-in, buy-in, buy-in. Yeah. So he wasn't, he wasn't technically wrong, on what Biden said, but what the actual program was, yeah, he was wrong. Do you think can we can we uh, diverge? We didn't put I didn't put this in the outlines. I'm gonna I apologize, but can we diverge? Do you think that age is a problem in this? Because to me that to to me and a lot of people, it seemed like uh, Castro was using age as a uh, as the as the actual cudgel to beat Biden over the head with. You forgot this two minutes ago. You've been constantly gaffing on stage. So, oh, you've been constantly gaffing on the campaign trail. Did he say that? He didn't say. Okay. But, you said that you forgot what you said two minutes ago. Yeah. I you, don't think that had anything to do with age. You didn't? You Wait, what? You no. don't think that had anything to do with age? No, I think that was Castro's... I heard what he heard. Biden saying he didn't say that. And Castro saying, you literally just said that. Okay. Uh-huh. Do you not remember what you just said? Okay. I don't think that was age. Okay. I, I, I feel like, I, and then maybe it, it could also be that I'm susceptible to a lot of uh, media outlets who saw that as an attack on age. Because I truly think that uh, he went after, the, the, the vice president has a, the vice president has, how do I put this? Um, help me out, help me out, help me out. The vice president has a propensity to fuck up yeah <laughs> and forget what he said and forget things as he is speaking 
and it then gets linked back to, is he too old to be running for this office? And I'm guessing maybe others thought that way. But what's, what's the age difference between him and Warren? Him and... Fuck. I, I don't know what the age difference between him and Warren. Probably six years tops. Six years? I mean, like, it's not, it's not about the age. He is... He screws up a lot. I think that's a thing we should discuss and okay. is important. And, and we shouldn't be afraid to talk about it because he's old and it might look like we're attacking him because he's old. We're attacking him because he screws up a lot. I said six years tops, Biden 76, Warren 70. And Warren doesn't. So it's it's not about how old they are. No, Warren's very good at it. Yeah, it's about how he's a fucking mess. Okay, okay. Um, so before we go to winner and loser, um, I wanted to just quickly... Well, uh, we got some other things to talk about. No, we did big moments and low moments. What other stuff do you want to talk about? We got to talk about Yang. <laughs> okay. Yang bribing. Hang on, real quick. Before we get to winners and losers, let's talk about Andrew Yang, which was what I was about to fucking say. Before we get to winners and losers, let's talk about Andrew Yang. He... On in his uh, opening remarks, uh, said and we didn't, he, we didn't, I didn't get to talk about a low moment either. You said we talked about low moments. We didn't, we didn't. My apologies. What was the low moment you had? You when when uh, Joe Biden said that you need to have your kids listening to record players, and then <laughs> said, "No, I'm not done. I'm gonna keep talking like everybody else did." Venezuela. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Oof. That whole answer was Oof. a real low moment, I Oof. would say. Yeah. The whole answer? <laughs> the whole answer. Like, from the beginning to the end. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. The Ugh. question was about race relations, so he started talking about poor communities because uh, black equals poor. Um, That's... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, then he said... Uh, poor kids need to be in front of the TV. No, wait, they need to listen to record players every yeah, night. Yeah. <laughs> and we need to send social workers into their homes. And uh, by the way, Venezuela, I did that. And I was <laughs> like, that, that answer was crazy. Yeah, that was, was not a great answer. Bad answer. That, was, that was, I think, the worst answer of the night. Um, second to his answer to the professional resilience question <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so so you you were not a fan of biden this night i'm never a fan of ben, a fan of biden no never but, no okay but i think that was bad that was yeah. a real bad answer Didn't and getting so it. like the way he got so angry at the moderator when everybody else, like, they say thank you, everybody else just keeps talking. That's all you have to do, buddy. You don't have to yell at the moderator when she says thank you. <laughs> you just keep talking. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one thing that I saw in that, in that debate. No one listened to the moderators. It, it took them a little bit. Yeah. But after a while, they were like, oh. They don't actually enforce the rules at all. This yeah. would be great. We can do whatever we want. Let's fucking go. And yeah. then they did. And everybody else did that without yelling at everybody. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone else did it without yelling. No one no one freaked out about it. Everyone was just like, yeah, we can say whatever we want. That's fucking great. And then he kind of, he really did not do well in that answer. No. And, and I'm one who, 
I looked at it. I looked at what his answer was. I looked at the question specifically. And I, lis- and I listened back. I was I put it back on. I listened to it. Um, and I think that it, there was at least a. I want to say. <laughs> one fourth of it that it was like okay I get where this is going and then three fourths was like oh no I don't know where he, oh no oh no he took a weird turn he took a weird yeah. turn and then especially after half of it where he just was like no I'm gonna keep talking remember Venezuela from Venezuela from earlier in the conversation and we're all like no and he's like good here I go. That was crazy. Yeah. I was, I thought that was straight up bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he had, see, here's the thing. When you look at the actual answer, you look at, he wants to raise pay for teacher, uh, teachers. I want to say, I think he said three, like triple the amount that it is. Um, he wanted to make sure that people, and yes, I don't. <laughs> it's not a matter of policy is what I don't, that I didn't understand about that answer. The listening to the record player and st- like, that's not a policy. That's not a policy. That's just advice on raising children. <laughs> that's not what we're asking for right now. You're, the pro- you're a presidential candidate. We want to hear what policies you're going to put in place. Don't spend a third of your rant talking about record players. Like, I- this is, Hang on. He's, he's, he's advocating for the DJ put my record on bill, <laughs> which is going to uh, play, play records for the kids, for the kids. <laughs> As they get older. No, I think, I think, I think, uh, I think it was, I think definitely it was looking for more of a policy answer and he gave more of a human answer. He gave more of a Joe Biden answer. Uh, here's what I think are the, here's what I think is the problem. And here's what I think the solutions might be. Um, having access to, uh, social workers that can help you or, um, having more, having your children hear more words, or uh, I guess not intervening in Venezuela, that part I was confused about. But he had like, he had like specific answers, and I'm like, okay. And then at one point, I'm like, what the fuck's going on anymore? I know it wasn't like the focal point of what he said, but I really think when he said we're gonna send social workers into that was, homes okay. to teach parents how to raise their children, that is something that could so come back to bite him. I don't in the think future. that's what he said. See, that's what I, again. That I think we have to that's look what at said. what the. I think we need to look at I the specific quote. You, you, I, we listened to it together. I know, and he said. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, I need uh, to look. Would that would that be your low moment, or was your low moment Castro? My low moment wasn't Castro because again, Castro is going to be someone who is going to take shots at someone. He's yeah. he's at number ten right now. He right. has to take shots. So what was your low moment? My low moment. I don't know what my low moment was. I really don't. Uh, I think my low moment, and this was a. Purely, I'm sick of this conversation moment was all of the uh, quotes around the, um, I wrote the damn bill mm, in yeah. healthcare. Um, first of all, can I just quick do a quick aside and say, um, who 
wrote most of the responses from this uh, in this debate. Because to me, it felt a lot like a lot of them were getting... Yeah, they were they just were doing jokes. Do jokes. They were just doing jokes. It literally was like, yeah. all right, I got a 10 minute set at the Laugh Factory and I'm going to kill it. Here we go. And all of them did it. Yeah. Uh, like, I was just like, what is going on? But if I. I mean, I like. Bernie! I like Booker's jokes. Bernie, you might have wrote the damn bill, but I read the bill. <laughs> like, like. Everyone, and by the way, I think there was like, I think there were, I want to say four references to I wrote the damn bill yeah. in the first actual argument that popped up. Yeah. And I'm like, I hate this. Yeah. I hate this more than anything. Please make this stop. I was not a fan. Yeah, I remember, I don't remember them specifically, but I remember Kamala Harris making multiple jokes that were just not landing. You know, when we watch The Little Wizard of Oz and when they pull back the curtain, there's just that little dude. <laughs> We're like, God damn it. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. It's not Pokemon go to the polls, but it's not better. Right. But as I was saying, uh, Cory Booker, <laughs> I don't know what this even was, but they were talking about his, well, I think it was during his resiliency answer. Oh my God. Where he's you <laughs> tell me, stop, hang on, because I have the tweet right now. The tweet? I have the tweet uh, from uh, Jess Britton. Our debate <laughs> correspondent. I did not know that this is how it was going to come up, but I had it up just in case. Okay. Um, so she had, <laughs> uh, and Jess, I'm reading from you, uh, quote, March of the Dagnab Penguins, quote, almost made me do a spit take. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hashtag dem debate. Was that what you were talking yeah, yeah. about? Yeah. Are you fucking he's serious? Just, he's like, he started ranting about nominated for an Oscar, by the way, lost to March of the Dead Man Penguins. Yeah. Like, like yeah. what? What you know that this? remind me of? When Hillary Clinton had a debate with Donald Trump, and she was talking about how he constantly complained about how he didn't get things, including an Emmy. No, that was... And, just... and, 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 and Donald Trump's like, we should have won that Emmy. We really should have won that Emmy. As oh. a joke. On the debate stage. But he meant that. Oh my god. But Corey was so like <laughs> oh, yeah. lighthearted about oh, it. Man. It was cute. Jess, by the way, I'm sorry throwing you into this. <laughs> anyway, sorry. anyway, yeah, those jokes were almost all terrible. It was it was literally terrible. just it was a it was an open mic. Yeah. And I was losing my mind. And let's let's go into so we got through our things. Let's go into the first joke. Uh, I'm gonna give ten. <laughs> I'm gonna give ten American families one hundred twenty thousand uh, dollars. Go. <laughs> wait, wait. Did you say one hundred twenty thousand dollars? It was a thousand dollars. Oh, a thousand dollars a month. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Was, so it's twelve thousand. It's not ten. It's not. 100. No. Yeah. Was it? Was it? A hundred. Yeah. It was ten, yeah. Wow. $120,000 would be a lot. Oh, if he did that, I would have, I would have tweeted him already. He got... See, here's the thing. Yeah. That was insane. He got so much, like, traffic and everything else for Why the that. fuck wouldn't you... Why, why, why <laughs> do you get traffic? Yeah. Because if I said I can, give, I can give three American families $5 million <laughs> over this year... Tom Sire, honestly... You've got some ideas on yeah. your, on your plate right now. 
Uh, has anyone looked into the legality? Has anyone at all looked into the legality of this? Because he didn't say he was going to do it. He said his campaign was going to do it. Which, to me, was the craziest part. His campaign is going to give ten families... Ten? Is it ten? I thought it was ten. I thought it was Maybe four. that's where I was getting 120. I don't know where I'm getting 120,000. But whatever. Some people are getting a thousand bucks a month. A thousand dollars a month. Yeah. I, I feel... I, which... Here's the thing. Here's the thing that I, that I hate to like be on the other side of for some dumb reason. I think that a freedom dividend, quote-unquote, is good. I think there should be a, a minimal income for existing because you need money to exist. You need income to exist. And apparently we decided that we're not going to help um, with housing. We're not going to help with uh, a billion things. So... This is a thing that's necessary for people to survive. Could be necessary. No, and it is. So you're saying for us to survive, we need $1,000 a month. Yes. Okay, so you're for Yang, because he's the only one that supports this thing. You're saying we this need to the, survive. This is, the, this is the thing I need. <laughs> I specifically, me need to survive. No, no, people can survive without it, but I think... I think I think it's the future. It, no, it's not just the future. It's the today. Alaska tries this shit. Like, this is very important. This is a thing that is important. And I think it is an important thing that we should be looking at and considering. And it's annoying that Andrew Yang's making a mockery of it by kind of throwing it as a, hey, uh, lottery ball. Let's see how this goes. And also, is it legal for a campaign to do it? <laughs> I have to know. Feels like bribery. Is it legally bri- See, that's what it felt like to me. Like, do you have to... And I don't think he said you have to donate before no, you do it. you know. I think he just said you have to go on and say why you need it. Which is great. Because he's going to have amazing stories that he can campaign on. Which, awesome. His freedom dividend would be fucking great. But... Is it legal for a campaign to give that amount of money to people? Yeah. Ten th- that's where I got it. Ten families, $1,000 a year. Each family, it's 120000 Yeah. That's where I got it. I didn't think it was ten families, but I could be He's right wrong. He said ten. Okay. I thought He's it was four. I, I could I swear it's from. ten. He's doing round numbers. I know four is also a round number, but he's doing round numbers. I, what was your thought when you heard that? And was it was it uh, Amy Klobuchar's thought, which was, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, mostly just is this legal? <laughs> yeah. I also thought since we're talking about his freedom dividend, uh, when he talked later in the debate about democracy dollars. <laughs> He's gonna. I mean, that was a, again. That was a. I know that that's a legitimate policy. That but, was a Kirsten Gillibrand policy. But calling it democracy dollars makes it seem real silly. We called them French fries. We changed it to freedom fries. We went back to French fries. We can change. We can name whatever we want, whatever we want. Okay. 
That doesn't mean it's not silly. Yeah, it's still silly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this was my yeah. This was my thing. I thought this was straight up crazy. Before we go to winners and losers, can we talk about debate style? Sure. Now we didn't talk about. I didn't. I didn't give you this in the in the beginning. Nine of the ten debaters were debating against the people on the stage. One of the ten debaters was not debating against the people on the stage. They made that very clear in their opening statement and in multiple statements throughout the contest they were debating against the current president. What did you think of the debate between uh, Kamala Harris and Donald Trump versus everybody else? I just don't like it. I didn't like it. I don't have a good reason for it, but I thought it was off-putting. Um, I don't know. She just didn't seem as genuine as she has in other debates when she was doing that. And, I, like, when she was just like, and this is to President Donald Trump, because you know he's listening. Like, I don't know, just the way she was talking made me cringe a little bit, the way she was doing it. I know you loved it, so you go ahead and tell me why. I think that we need to understand that this presidential election isn't between our Democrats and another. It's literally between the Democratic nominee and Donald Trump. It's against this corrupt, horrible, uh, immoral administration versus whoever our nominee is. And I think it's time that we, that some of our candidates started getting that. I understand that we have candidates that want to be the nominee. They want to win this. Great. Awesome. Fight your heart out for it. But, and, and you see that with, with, with uh, Joe Biden, who, you know, he's winning the polls right now, so he kind of shies away from having, you know, front on contact. Like, th- this, this, is a, this is a fight against an administration that is so corrupt it is embarrassing to this country. I like the fact that one candidate, one candidate went on that stage that night and said, I'm fighting this person because this person is the real threat to democracy. Everybody else here, anybody else on the stage would be better than this person. I might not win this, but I want to show people what they're going to get if if I win this. I loved it. I loved it. The way that she behaved, the the way that she chose to take that debate um, onto herself, I thought it was great. I thought it was great, and I thought that there should be more of that. I understand this is a primary. I understand Julian Castro. You're right. This is a primary. You're gonna fight amongst yourselves, but let's be honest about who we're actually fighting. We all agree that everybody on the stage is better to lead the free world than this person, than, than Donald Trump. And that's mostly because Marianne Williamson wasn't on the stage. We could, like, 
I, I, I just, I don't understand. I, I, I think that that should be the, the response for each of these candidates. This person is the real threat. Let's face the threat. Let's face the threat right now and show who is better equipped to handle that threat. And I thought that Kamala did that in the night. Um, we talk about uh, Trump mentions. She mentioned Trump 11. We have Julian Castro with 7. Cory Booker with 5. Bernie Sanders with 5. And then the next highest is 2. Uh, that's coming from 538, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's where I was. You, you can go back to whatever. Uh, that's, that's where I was. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was very important for us to have an actual debate against Donald Trump. Because I get it. We're debating ourselves. But we need to have a debate against Donald Trump. And we had a person who laid the case out there that night that Donald Trump shouldn't be the president. I think that's something they've all done. Multiple times. Yep. But I don't know. I just didn't enjoy it. But... I don't know if I enjoy debates at all, so it just be me. <laughs> That's fair. That's true. You do not like debates at all. That is very true. That is very true. By the way, um, so before we let's let's <laughs> before we yeah, actually yeah, let's go into winners and losers. Who did you have? By the way, we talked about this before. I, I, I want to make this very clear. This is just us. Personal preference. Personal. We. I don't know if we can... I can't really name winners and losers, but I'm going to try for this podcast. I'm drunk. Let's do this. You. What did you have for a winner and a loser? Or, or multiple winners yeah. and multiple losers? Well, I think the strongest performance of the night was Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke. Um, I think, you know, obviously he's got... Um, Issues that he can really stand up on, and he was able to do that in this debate. Um, he seemed pretty genuine. Um, he was able to, you know, come across really well and strongly, and many of the candidates were deferring to him on this issue, so that helped. So I would say he had the strongest performance of the night. I think I would also call Elizabeth Warren a winner because for the third debate in a row, she was able to stay steady, uh, stay out of the, you know... Uh, stay out of the fray stay above it um always had solid answers um so i think she's not always besides avoiding the one question which she's considering continuing to do yeah um i think she's just being really consistent and i think that's important um as the field gets smaller she'll need to to do more but at this point, the field's still really, at like twenty thousand. Yes, yeah, she's really just keeping herself where she needs to be, and I think that's good. What do you um, do? You want me to name losers, or do you want to do your winners first? I'll do my winners. I, I again, I think um, Warren. Yes, because she stays out of the fray. She has not been touched. Um, Biden's tags really haven't hit her the way that they could hit other people. Like, he, yeah. she just. She seemed to maintain her momentum after the debate. Uh, it was just really good. And then I'm going to go with you again with Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke, he came into this. He, after the first couple debates, literally just kind of had like nothing. And he seemed to be a guy that was floundering and needed something. 
Uh, and I, I hate to I hate to look at it this way because it's just a very callous way to look at it. But he has been able to take and harness the pain that's happened in his community and turn it into the Beto of old that people were used to seeing. That the not people but like people that were used to seeing that in that specific election. I guess like he was able to take that and turn it into something that was meaningful. He said something that no one would say in the Democratic Party on on um, firearms that is very important to say and needs to happen and that would resonate with Democratic voters. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily, you know, the moderate blah, 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 blah. But, like, the... the the Democratic voters who are sick of seeing this gun violence, he he made that very clear that that is something that he is going to fight for. I think he did great. And by the way, this is coming from someone who just does not care for Beto O'Rourke very much at all. Mm-hmm. By the way, I love you, Beto. Come on the podcast. I love you. <laughs> um, what about losers in the pot in the in the debate? Okay, I'm gonna say three people. Oh, three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think Biden had a poor performance. We discussed it. But at the same time, he's not a loser because n- nobody cares. He's maintaining his support no matter what his performance is. It, it Honestly, it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters at all what he does from here until the primary start because I think people are convinced he is our one true hope and they don't care what he does and they're going to vote for him. So rough, rough stuff, but I think that's it. I think performance-wise... He did not do well, but is he really a loser? No. Okay. <laughs> um, All right. I'm gonna say Amy Klobuchar. Uh, she did not do nearly enough, nearly anything to keep herself relevant in this. Her job start landing. <laughs> no, and she had some of the fewest words spoken. Um, out of all the, the candidates on the stage. That is a fair that is a fair uh, testament. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. and I, I think something interesting, because Yang also usually has fewer words spoken, but he says memorable things when he talks. I don't remember anything that Klobuchar talked about. Klobuchar was the fourth least spoken. Yeah. By the way, Beto O'Rourke was the second least spoken after... Uh, Andrew Yang. Yeah. And they both said interesting and memorable things where Klobuchar, I think, didn't. Right. Um, Beto O'Rourke said, he's coming for your guns, motherfuckers. And Andrew Yang said, here, take all this money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I would also... Cory Booker, again, high in the talk total, getting the second most words. Sorry, my apologies. Go ahead. I would also probably call Bernie a loser for this one. Mm. Just in terms of comparing to his last performance. Okay, all right. Because last time, you know, I I really liked Bernie's performance in the last debate. Um, I thought he was um, unscripted in the last one, seemed genuine, had good things to say. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the first time around, I wrote the damn bill was really good. I wrote the damn bill. But this time, it it felt extremely scripted. I wrote the um, damn bill. He seemed uh, really unhappy to be there. Did I write the bill? Yes, I did. I think he might have been sick. I wrote the bill. <laughs> but I, I just really thought 
it was a letdown performance-wise from the previous debate. Who were your losers? Ah, uh, I mean, and I, again, I and I'm wondering if this is my like internal bias, but uh, Amy Klobuchar was my loser again. I didn't see a lot of the a lot of the things that she had landed. Um, I yeah, Bernie wrote the bill, but I read it. Didn't hit me. Because you then described how people not we shouldn't get everybody else like it was it was rough. I, I thought that um, Klobuchar was a was a like not high spot for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was weird. Uh, I, I don't want to be that guy, but like I thought it was really weird that Andrew Yang just did a like a billion Asian jokes throughout <laughs> it. Like like again, it was a it was again it was like a just like a. Like, let's do a bunch of hilarious jokes at the comedy store. Oh, right. this isn't the comedy store? This is Houston? Uh-oh, let's do it anyway. Like, it felt weird to me. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. For me, I wasn't, like, a huge fan of Yang. I wasn't a huge fan of Klobuchar, uh, the way that I was with other people who um, had had uh, good nights. And I, I would say that, I, I don't necessarily, and I, I want to I put this out there, I don't think that Joe Biden had a good night, but I don't think he had a bad night. That was the weird, that was the, that was the thing for Joe Biden. I think that he had a night that he needed to have. Like, he just, he didn't fall apart in the way that he should have fell, fallen apart, and that these candidates could make him fall apart. Um, I think you should, I, I really, I wonder why you didn't see a lot more attacks from the top tier candidates. And that could be because... From or towards? From. from well, I the, think that's why. They're the top tier. They don't need to attack. That's right. But the problem and not, is... Especially not at this point. Yeah, that's right. That's, I think that's very true. When, that's as very we, true. as we cut the numbers, you will see more attacks. As we go that's on, sure. we remember uh-huh. all the times we had together but as our lives change or whatever from whatever from whatever we will still be friends forever um (laughs) jesus um i wanted to look at the uh at 538 um 538 is a site from nate silver um, they do polls. They do really fun analysis that I think is very, very interesting. Um, so I wanted to take a look at who they essentially said won the debate. Mm. Um, so they did uh, pre-debate favorability and then their debate performance. Um, it looks like everybody is in the plus. But um, everyone seemed to agree. 3.3 that Elizabeth Warren Won the debate. Pre-debate uh, favorability was 70.2. Went up 3.3. Um, Pete Buttigieg, uh, pre-debate 76, sorry, 65.7. Went up 3.1. Bit of work also went up 3.1. Um, Cory Booker went up 3. Bernie Sanders went up 3. Biden went up 3. And Harris went up 2.9. Pretty much everyone kind of did very similar. Um, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't... Uh, Klobuchar 2.8, Yang 2.7, and Julian Castro 2.5. That was the weird one, the one that Castro didn't go up very much. So, because of his attacks. 
Yeah, it seemed like it was, it was, a, it was a tax. So, yeah. share of respondents who are considering voting for each candidate who gained lost support. Joe Biden started the debate day with 56.6 in the poll, went down to, oh, 55.8 in the poll. Um, Elizabeth Warren, 44.4, went up to 48.8. And you're going to see that very small movement. Biden, sorry, Sanders moved down. Kamala, who moved down. Um, Pete Buttigieg moved up from 21.7 to 23.20, uh, sorry, 23.2. Um, Beto moved up. Booker moved up. Yang moved up. Klobuchar moved up. And the thing I think is very important is Huyang Castro moved from 7.9 to 6.8. Mm. Um, that's very important. You are in a position where you are at the bottom. You have to be able to move up. You can't move down at the bottom. Yeah. Um, and I also wanted to look at the my final thing, which is the popularity contest section of the of what they have, where it has the candidates' favorable and unfavorable ratings among likely primary voters. So, if we look at Joe Biden, I want to look at the top candidates and then the people who moved a bunch. Um, Joe Biden, uh, sixty nine point one favorable and sixty sorry. And 23.4 favorable. Unfavorable? Unfavorable. <laughs> I'm not good at reading. Um, moved to uh, favorable 70.7 and unfavorable 23.6. So not a whole lot there. Um, a big move if you're looking for a big move. Uh, Elizabeth Warren started the debate with 63.8 uh, favorable and moved up to 68.5 favorable mm-hmm. um only dropped from 15.3 to 15.6 mm. um and then another one that you're looking at that this is very important julian castro 32.2 favorable moved up to 33 favorable and 12.4 unfavorable moved up to 23.4 wow. unfavorable wow. Uh, that was a big moment that was a big issue in the debate yeah um so those are the numbers you're looking at that debate i really would say it was if we're looking at numbers wise it was a win for warren it was a win for warren loss for castro yeah uh also i would say loss or kind of loss for harris Mm -hmm. which to me sucks because that's my candidate right now Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's where we're at. Let's move on to our final topic, which is what do you want to see going forward and what don't you want to see going forward? I know what I don't want to see going forward, but go ahead. Um, well, what do I want to see? Yeah. Uh, reproductive rights discussions. Yes. Yeah. We did not get one single question in that ABC debate, though it was very well moderated. We did not get one question about a woman's right to choose. Mm -hmm. Um, That hasn't come up. Uh, Do you think it's going to come up? And and how would you like it to come up? Well, it came up briefly in the first debate, but not not a substantive discussion. No, and who Don Castro was able to stretch that into... Um, it was, it was reproductive, ju- I'm sorry, reproductive justice, yep. and he, in- he included everyone that needed to be included in that discussion. Yep. 
Um, so I think we need a substantive discussion on how they're going to protect a woman's right to choose. Um, cause we really haven't had that. Um, so that's really, I think an important discussion that needs to be had in the next debate. Um, we need to talk more about climate change. Um, we didn't talk about that nearly at all in this debate either. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are two topics I'd really like them to get in depth in, in the next one. And what I don't want to hear about <laughs> is healthcare anymore. I'm so sick of it. Every single debate has started with like an hour long discussion about the difference between their healthcare plans and they're stupid. They're all stupid. I oh hate God. it. Um, wow. It's driving me insane. Um, I don't want to hear it anymore. That's how I feel. Okay, that's fair. That's how about fair. you? I I think that um, reproductive justice is an incre- incredibly important topic that needs to come up. Um, that is something that I really need to hear in another debate because I haven't heard it in many of the past debates. Um, it's for some reason they seem to think that all Democrats are on the same side, but when we remember we've had this, uh, this attack on reproductive rights in various states, including Louisiana, where there is a Democratic governor who allowed this nonsense to fucking happen. Yeah. John Bell Edwards, I'm not fucking forgetting about you. And even, uh, and even if there is the idea that we all have the same belief about it, I want to hear what they're actually going to do to protect it. Yes. I want to hear what the individual plans are, because uh, clearly it's not safe right now. So. I agree. I agree. Um, climate change. I mean, I really miss that climate daddy Jay Inslee decided to drop out of the bay. I, I sorry the the race. I really loved that he was there. Uh, he was the only one that I knew wasn't going to be the president. That I was very happy that was um, involved in the debates and and in what, the race. What about Julio? He's still there. Yeah, but you said he was the only one you knew wasn't going to be the president. That you were happy was there. I'm not sure if Julian or Joaquin uh-huh. is going to be the president. They're not. <laughs> I don't know which one's going to be the president. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that's very important. I think yeah. we want to have that. And I also don't think that there has been nearly enough talk about um, uh, voting rights and yeah. how we can protect um, the sanctity of the vote for yep. people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that hasn't been nearly... Uh, been talked about enough and I very much would like that for the sheer fact that uh, people of color are constantly the ones who are being disenfranchised from the vote Mm -hmm. and we live in a state we live in Pennsylvania that has had this specific issue and we've had people in our state say we're doing this so that uh, Republicans win the state and they want the state. Well, I think we got really lucky as a state that we have the Democratic um, Supreme Court that we do. Weird. Because because of our D- Democratic Supreme Court, we were able to uh, get rid of the gerrymandering that took place and get rid of voter ID. We also so, drew new districts. Exactly. So, because of the Democratic So that's court. an important part of our state that other states don't have, That yeah. which is why they need we need to do something on a federal level. Um that I just thought of this while we were talking. Another thing that the candidates themselves have been bringing up in the debates, but the moderators have not had a subs- substantive discussion on, is police. Policing yeah. and um, the crisis that's going on in our country regarding that. Cause I, what I, crisis? 
I mean, uh, what do you mean? I, I know Cory Booker has brought it up himself multiple times. But what? Kamala Harris has brought it up um, when we're talking about guns. What did Kamala bring up? What uh, What are you talking about? Go ahead. <laughs> I think we need a real substantive discussion led by the moderators, including a lot of the candidates, because I want to hear what, you know, we talk about... They seem to loop in criminal justice reform and only talk about, like, the prison complex, and that's important, but we need to talk about well, policing. We all, they, they, they seem to talk about, when it comes to that, the uh, uh, marijuana conventions, right. which is incredibly important because yeah. they have just disenfranchised a lot of black and brown people, but they also don't seem to talk about um, what we do beyond that. Yeah. and I, I but, but, like... Police shootings. Yeah. We need to talk about it. We need to talk about... Um, Should every police officer have a mandatory body cam? And punishment for turning it off, because it's multiple times there have been cases recently where they have a body camera, but it conveniently gets turned off when they murder someone, so no charges. Um, so, th- like, these things need to be talked about, because it's a crisis right now. So I think that's another important topic that could, should be discussed. At the I agree, debate. and I, I would say that I, the only difference, disagreement I would have is it's been a crisis before now. But I yes, didn't say it was it, just... You said, it, you said it's a crisis right now. I'm just okay. Yeah. I agree with you. I, that doesn't I mean it wasn't before. I agree with you. I think that it's a crisis now. I think it's been a crisis before. And I think it will be a crisis going on until we can figure out a way to fucking signify that this is a problem and make a solution for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're absolutely right. I think this is this is one of the one of the huge topics that just gets missed. Yeah. Like we 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 I agree. I agree wholeheartedly that healthcare is one of the most important Things that happens in our country going forward from now, right? We both agree that that's that's very important. Right. It's incredibly important. However, there are a lot of very important things, and for we have we have. I want to say oh twelve. I thought it was one hundred and seventy nine. Yeah. We have one hundred and seventy nine debates going forward. Let's start bringing up these fucking things. Yeah. Let's not just bring up small... Let's not let's just not bring up... Let's not have the same debate over and over and over again. Exactly. It's not, it's not helpful to have the same debate 12 times. And Democrats are debates. not going to be... They don't give a shit. We're going to be bored if we have debates 12 I'm times. I'm already bored. We are already bored. By the way, I have a problem with the fact that we, we have the same... We have the same parameters for debate... Four as we have debate three. Well, that was the same for one and two. I don't give a shit. It's a problem. I want, I want two nights of like six people. That's what you're gonna get because the debate. Not necessarily. Didn't change. Not yeah. necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you'll see. You'll see. They'll all find their way in there. No, they won't. I'll have to listen to all. Of them. <laughs> I think you're very wrong there. <laughs> you're gonna get what you want because they didn't change it. I hope so. If but. they would have changed it. We would have got ten people again. I just got ten people. I, yeah, I said again. We talked about them. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we go, uh, we did talk about this. I want to know what is your um. We talked. We talked about like we want you know criminal justice reform. 
reproductive justice. These are the things we want on the table. What is your what is your next major like what is the one we need to have? Because because we've had a bunch of we've had a bunch of discussions. We've had very minimal discussions on stuff. What is what do we need to have and what do we need to push for as Democrats and what do we need to fight for if we don't have it? The things we just talked about. Right. All of them. Give me one. N- no. All right. Good. That was a that was a test. You passed. Okay. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. We, we've got time. We could talk about all of them. We do. We have fucking time. We can listen to you try to cherry pick the the differences between Warren and Sanders' healthcare. Plan. No, no, those are the same. I at least, at least we can agree there. Theirs are the same. Everybody else needs to have a slight difference between theirs and every- Kamala Harris's Medicare for all. Come. Kamala Harris's Medicare for all plan, but you can buy in and you you can get a private option and keep your own insurance if you want, but it's still Medicare for all. Oh, and everybody else is... Oh, my God. It's just... Oh, my God. Shoot me in the face. I hate it. So to the point where I will literally, if I hear all these plans blended together... Uh, we, we did a we did a, um, we did a trivia night with an awesome group, Action Together. We did a trivia night with them. Um, and the last round was... Name these... Name... Here's 25 people, I think they said... Name these people that are running for president. Is that correct? Yeah. If they said, here are a bunch of different health care plans, hmm. whose plan is for whose campaign, I honestly would have, I think part of me would have been like, we need to rip up the paper and leave. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. They're so close. Like, I don't know. I, I think that we have... People who are running, I think that we have the Medicare for All crowd, which is right. We all deserve the right to health care. Yeah. Um, we have the public option crowd who are literally just like, we didn't do Medicare for All because we didn't have the ability to do it. And Medicare for All might be the best way to go forward. Not that they're right, but it's fair to hear, to hear them out. I, it's just a, it's so much. And it's like, your plans are, like, I just can't. I can't deal the deal, I can't, I can't do the healthcare debate anymore. Yeah. We've, we've done that for, I want to say, an hour and a half for each debate each time. Gotta, I gotta do something different. I'm not hearing anything, I'm not hearing, nothing there is moving me. Let's move to other stuff. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Well, that's that. That's the debate episode. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in for this amount of time. Only an hour and a half. Not bad. Not, not bad. Not where, not where the parameters were set, but not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, We'll see you next week where we talk about how uh, Brett Kavanaugh's been a real cool guy. (laughs) And uh, no problems with him anywhere. Um, Shit. Cheers? Cheers.